Hi, this is Heather Collins. This is Jen Davis. Hatton Littman. Casey Wolf. Cassandra Cox. This is Anna Berg from Grass Range, Montana. Missoula, Montana. Bozeman, Montana. Forest Grove, Montana. And you're listening to Listen First. Listen First. Listen First. And you are listening to Listen First, Montana. This is Chantal Schieffer, and you're listening to Listen First Montana, a podcast of Leadership Montana. Today, we're continuing a series of special podcast recordings with our staff. Celebrating 20 years of Leadership Montana, we've designed 20 questions to ask our team members. This morning, I am with Heather Collins, our development director. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Chantal. How are you today? I am wonderful. It's a beautiful day. We're up here in Helena in the mountains and... Just waking up to a fresh new day. It's just amazing to be with all our wonderful staff members and team leaders in this beautiful place. Yeah, so we are here for a team retreat in March of 2022. We have freshly fallen snow on the ground, and we're surrounded by forest in this beautiful cabin and celebrating each other and the work that we do together and all that we accomplish this year. So Heather is our development director, which means that she spends all of her time, most of her time, raising money to support our organization. Before we dig into 20 questions, I want to just hear you talk a little bit about what it's like to raise money for an organization like Leadership Montana. When you invite someone to invest in Leadership Montana, what, uh, what do you experience? So I have the pleasure to meet amazing people that are connected to this organization, whether they've been a part of the organization for years through um, being an alumni, going through the program, or they're connected by being um, a sponsor uh, through their business or organization. And it's wonderful. It's an opportunity to see the passion that we all have for this organization and why we connect, how we connected, who we connect with, and why it's so important to support what we are doing as individuals through the organization, through our alumni network, as well as our communities. You know, our communities are the ones that are benefiting the most through Leadership Montana and it's just a very powerful connection that I'm able to have with so many generous people, individually as well as through their businesses and organizations. And I couldn't be prouder to be a part of this organization. Is there anything that has surprised you about being in your role, raising money for Leadership Montana? You know, it shouldn't be a surprise, but it's always a surprise how generous people are. Mm-hmm. And when you are connected to something that you're passionate about, that you know is making a difference, and even through difficult times, through um, a pandemic, through an economy that is uh, unstable, people give. Mm -hmm. People really love to support organizations that are making a difference and leadership Montana is one of those organizations. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing has, has kind of surprised me too, especially during the pandemic time. Then, you know, in the beginning it was so uncertain what was going to happen with our economy, what was going to happen with our organization or any nonprofit in, in our state and in our nation. And to see that we have actually grown our support during the most challenging time in recent histories, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's remarkable, but I also think it's because we realize how important leadership is right now. Mm. I mean, 
looking back through the pandemic, a lot of us, including myself, didn't know where we were in this world, didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. And through the powerful leaders that helped us continue to see the light, so to speak, and to move forward and that there's a future and that we need to be in the here and now was very uh, amazing and powerful to make sure that those leaders had all the tools that they needed. Mm. All right, let's dig into 20 questions with Heather Collins. Heather, you ready? I'm ready. All right, number one, what do you love about your job? I love the connections that I'm able to make. I meet some pretty awesome people and having those relationships, uh, connecting with them, getting to know them better, being a part of their lives in a very small way is really powerful for me. So the relationships. Number two, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? I would love to go to Scotland. That's on my bucket list. It's probably the first place that I will go if I travel outside the U.S. It's where my family heritage is from, and I really look forward to uh, taking my family there and learning more about where we come from. Number three, what was your favorite subject in school? This is a hard one for me because I've never been a really good student. So I would say my favorite subject in school is the subject that is that connects with me at that time in my life, whether it was uh, English or mathematics. I love numbers or, um, you know, I, I guess the reason why it's hard for me is it's the teachers that I um, connected with that made the subject um, so interesting. So I would say my favorite subject was whatever teacher I really enjoyed at the time. Mm. Teachers are really important leaders in our lives, aren't they? They really are. All right, number four, do you have a big family, small family, medium Mm. family? I have a pretty small family. Um, My extended family um, is all gone. So it's my husband and I. Um, we've been together for 30 years. He's an incredible person, a supporter, a best friend, a uh, life partner. We've, um, and just an awesome person. And then I've got my two daughters. I've got um, Campbell, who is a graduate of the University of Montana and works in Missoula for Logjam Presents, doing all their promotion for all their events. And then Madison, uh, who is 20 and a sophomore at UM and is just flourishing, um, finding her way and just blossoming in college. She was a pandemic kid, so really struggled to finish high school, although she uh, did amazingly with her grades. She just, um, college has just brought out the best in her, so it's amazing. And then I've got two sisters um, who live on the West Coast um, who are amazing uh, friends and supporters as well. And then my family for me is all my friends, and I wouldn't be here without all of them. So I have a small, intimate family, but a a wonderful, extended, um, large family that includes all my friends. Number five, what genres of music do you like best, and do you have a favorite song? Oh. I know music is important to you, so this is a a good question for you. Yeah, anyone that knows me knows that music is my number one passion um, outside of family and friends, and 
I can't say that there's one genre that um, I connect with the most. I uh, Every um, song that I hear from classical to rock to bluegrass, even though it's not my favorite, um, I connect in some way and it brings back powerful memories for me throughout my um, life. And so um, I would say I, you know, I enjoy everything, a little bit of everything. And favorite song, you know, I think, again, it's kind of relative where, to where you are in your life. Um, anyone knows me knows that I'm a big fan of Blues Traveler and have been since um, my college days, um, over 30 years. And there is a song called um, Lucky Lack that um, talks about a struggle of a, a boy with autism and his connection with his neighbor, um, who is a, a girl and, and her passion of um, becoming an astronaut. And uh, through those lyrics, they're just so powerful how two different um, individuals can connect and grow and inspire each other. And, um, to me, it's kind of a reflection of my life and how um, relationships are so important to me. So this next question is probably related, but number six, how do you spend your free time? Oh, concerts. <laughs> concerts and fly fishing. That's um, uh, basically what my husband and I um, love to do together. And um, we've been doing it ever since... Um, we met. Uh, he um, was a fly fishing guide at the time that we met in college and taught me how to fish and um, how to love the sport. And um, just watching him and his passion for it has been awesome. And, and then music. Uh, we love it so much that uh, in the last year and a half, we started moonlighting as event staff at a local venue. And uh, last a year and a half, we've seen over, I guess, probably a hundred concerts, and um, it's just something that uh, again connects me to people. And I think you know that's the one thing I love so much is just watching people connect to music and just having pure joy. It's the one time in my life that I can see people not worried about what's going on at that exact moment in their life or their past or their future, but they just have these huge smiles and expressions and, and just pure joy. Mm -hmm. It's, um, the, you know, to get paid to watch people do that, it's pretty incredible. And, and to be a part of that and enjoy the, the sound that is coming through those speakers is, again, really powerful. I've often found that live music especially can be like a really powerful bridge builder, right? Like you could be standing next to someone who disagrees with you on everything except for the fact that we really like this music. And you can build that connection with with strangers in really powerful ways. Do you feel that too? Yeah, definitely. And um, anybody that knows my husband, um, no, I always say he can make a friend in a morgue. <laughs> and so when we travel for music, he always connects with someone. And through his connection, I'm able to connect as well as just, you know, having 
the general hello, how are you, where are you from, you know, um, you can find out so much from people and um, you're right. I mean, these are individuals, kind of like Leadership Montana, these are individuals that you would never connect with in your everyday life. But through a mutual love of music in this case, you are able to uh, connect and have a deep relationship if you decide to take it further past mm-hmm. that. And um, it's pretty incredible what, mm-hmm. how that can draw you in. Yeah. And we missed so much of that during the pandemic. Oh, so much. Yeah. We're yeah. making up for it now, though. I am. Yeah, I think you are we too. both are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. Are you a morning person or a night person? I am definitely a morning person. Number eight. What is your favorite food or meal? Mm, I think you know anything with fresh basil. Mm-hmm. I love basil, and so um, first thing that comes to mind is my mom's um, bruschetta. So it has to have fresh tomatoes, and. Um, you know, lemon juice and a little bit of olive oil and basil and tiny bit of salt on some freshly made bread. Um, add a little bit of fresh mozzarella and there you go. There's your meal. Number nine, what is a fun fact about you we should know? I don't know how fun it is, but um, I always say um, that I am a product of the Vietnam War. And I'm very proud of my mom and dad's service. Um, My biological father was in the 82nd Airborne. And my mom uh, volunteered through the Red Cross as a donut dolly. And they met in um, Kichu. Kichu? Am I saying that right? Kuchi. Kuchi, Vietnam. So I I always think, you know, um, I wouldn't be here without the Vietnam War. Not that I think I don't want to get political or anything. Um, that we should have had it, but I'm thankful that my parents met over there and had three wonderful daughters mm-hmm. in three different army bases. Wow. Yeah. That's so a fun fact. Yeah. Number 10, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, I love Princess Bride. Um, it's always been my favorite movie and being able to share it with my daughters. Um, originally when they first watched it, they were horrified and I think now they enjoy it. Um, and then my favorite TV show has to be Ted Lasso. Uh, there's so many lessons that you can learn from that. And, you know, I think the biggest one is just to be a kind force in this world. Yeah, for sure. My favorite show, too. New season started last night. I know. I can't wait to watch it. Number 11, what is your leadership philosophy? Kindness. I think, you know, leadership can be very hard and challenging and um if you do it with kindness, um, can't go wrong. Number 12, what is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is, and I think it's a reflection or a projection of myself, is when people don't acknowledge other people. And I say that not in a grandiose way, but when you go to the checkout line and you don't say hello or how's your day or someone says hi to you and you don't smile back or say hi back. I just think life is too short for us not to engage and connect in the smallest ways with other individuals. Um, So that would be my biggest pet peeve. That's a, that's an important one. 
And I think it ties very well to your leadership philosophy of kindness first. Yeah. Well, it's so easy to do. I mean, all you have to do is say hi and give someone a smile. (laughs) And you never know how that's going to change their day or your day. Yeah. Because a lot of times in a selfish way, you get more back from that than what you're giving. The more love you share, the more love you get. Yeah. Number 13, what is your favorite holiday? Any day that is spent with my family and friends, really, it's, um, for me, it's not about the holiday. It's about the time spent with family. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Southern California. I always say that I have two strikes against me living in Bozeman. Um, I'm from California and I went to the university of Montana. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I've lived outside California longer than I lived there, but I will always admit to being a California girl. I love the summer. I love the water, competitively swam, went to the beach every day. That was kind of my place to retreat was go and walk along the, the ocean and go swimming. And, um, I miss it, but I also love the mountains here in Montana and I can go visit anytime. Mm -hmm. Number 15, what is a skill you would like to learn? You know, for someone that loves music so much, I would love to be able to contribute it, contribute to it in a way. You know, whether it's playing an instrument, I know that I can't sing. My um, sisters used to howl like a wolf when I was young and I tried to sing. And so I know that that's not something that I have a talent in, but being able to play the guitar or piano or even just the tambourine would Mm -hmm. be fun just to be a part of that Mm -hmm. world. What do you value most in a friend? I think loyalty. Um, And loyalty comes in many forms. And for me, friendship is knowing that even if you don't connect with someone on a daily basis, that when you need them, they're there for you. What is something about the future that brings you hope? Uh, This generation. So impressed with um, the inclusivity, the um, way that they look at things so differently than my parents' generation, than my generation, the way that they can be so accepting and um, listen to each other and hear each other and respect each other is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to see where they take us as a state, as a nation, as a world, and already are starting to do that. Number 18, what brings you joy? So joy is one of my core values. And I associate joy with happiness. And for me, joy is being authentic to myself, whether that is a struggle or um, an instance where I am doing something that I love to do, being with people who I love to be with, um, being authentic to myself and really doing what I want to be doing and need to be doing um, for myself and others is joy. Mm, I love that. 
What would you title your autobiography? What a crazy world. I, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know that I, um, for me, it's just taking one day at a time. So maybe that's what it would be one day at a time. And the last question is, what do you want to be remembered for in your life? So when the history books are, are writing the chapter on Heather Collins, what does it say? She was a good person and she treated people with kindness and made a difference in the world. I think check, 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 check. Mm-hmm. You're doing all of those things. I hope so. Is there anything else you'd like to say today? Thank you for having me. I'm not one who likes to talk about myself. So um, I'm glad this is over. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just so proud to be here and be a part of this organization. And I'm just thankful because it really has been a life-changing opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. Well, we are proud to have you. Thank you for dedicating your professional career to, to Leadership Montana over the last, what's it been, three, four years? Almost three four, half, three and a half, yeah. four years. And the way that you have helped us grow into the organization that we are today. You know, when we were looking to bring on a development director for the very first time and looking at at you as a potential for this role, I just, I knew that you were the one that could take us to that next level and you've done that. Thank you, Chantel. Couldn't do it without an amazing team and without an amazing leader. So thank you. Thank you. All right. That's our time with Heather Collins today. Thank you, Heather. You did it. Thanks to Chantel Schieffer and Leadership Montana Development Director Heather Collins for that fantastic conversation on this special episode of Listen First Montana, celebrating the 20-year anniversary of Leadership Montana. And of course, thanks to you for listening in. If you've enjoyed today's show and want to support Listen First Montana, please tell a friend about the show or post your favorite episode on social media. Those small steps can really help us connect these stories to more listeners. Our music is from Blue Dot Sessions. We'll see you soon with our next episode. Until then, thanks for listening to Listen First, Montana. Montana.